Hey everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, do you know what a social media resume is? Yeah, well, uh, we had never heard of it either. But today we're going to be talking about what it is, why it matters, and how it may help us get a job. All that and more coming up right after the news with Sam McCall. This is Sam McCall for BYU Radio News. Positive news on the economic recovery. Fed officials said today while unemployment is still elevated, hiring has continued to improve over the last few months. The conditions could help to scale back bond buying programs. Ahead of a highly anticipated decision from the Supreme Court on California's ban on same-sex marriage, another Republican senator has come out in favor of the practice. Lisa Murkowski from Alaska says she changed her stance because marriage equality is a personal liberty issue. Upstate New York could start attracting more much-needed tourism after Governor Andrew Cuomo struck a deal with lawmakers today to allow Las Vegas-style casinos to be built. The deal will amend the state constitution to allow public casino gambling outside of Native American lands. FBI investigators have ended their latest search for the remains of Jimmy Hoffa and once again come up with nothing. The former Teamsters boss disappeared almost 40 years ago and is believed to have been murdered by the mob. New data shows HPV infections in teenage girls have dropped by 50 percent over the last 10 years, encouraging news for the vaccine against the virus, which is commonly found in cervical cancer patients. In world news, talks between U.S. officials and Taliban leaders are expected to begin within the next few days. However, Afghan President Hamid Karzai's administration has opted not to join in. Protests in Brazil proceeded today as smaller cities begin to join in the outcry against poor public services, government corruption and other problems. Demonstrations in over 70 cities are expected tomorrow. At the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, President Obama asked Russia to join a new program decreasing the amount of nuclear warheads either country deploys today, arguing there is no longer a need for nuclear posturing. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Welcome to the program, my friends. Uh, This is going to be a good day. I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm looking at some lovely faces. And Skyboy. Skyboy, we're talking about a thing for you today, a topic today that is uniquely you, and the rest of you might just as well enjoy it. It's about getting a job Uh. in this digital age. Not that you'll need one, because you're here forever. You're a lifer. Uh, yeah. Jobs. Apparently, it's really hard to find a job today. You buy that? Yes. Good. Good answer. <laughs> Very good answer. It's hard to find a job today, um, except people that have a degree, I just heard, 11% uh, or 3% unemployment. That's what I just heard. Oh, that's in the state of Utah. Eleven percent unemployment if you don't have a degree in the state of Utah. So apparently degrees matter. That's why you're here, Brigham Young University, getting educated. At least that's what we, we've been told. We'll see what happens. But you know. there are jobs out there, but they're not the jobs you'd think you'd get. And so on the show today, we're going to teach you 
what's out there, what, where to get the jobs, how to get the jobs. We're going to be bringing on an expert who's going to guide us into using technology. Imagine that. Here we have all of this technology, and we can't even find a job. We're going to learn about using a, uh, what do they call it, a social media resume, for heaven's sakes, how to attract recruiters. We've got the scoop. Our very good friend, Abby Kohut, is going to be joining us, and she is going to teach us the ropes. So if you're out there and you need a job, know somebody that needs a job, needs some help on this, some guidance, this is the time. Stick with us. Plus, my crew, you guys have been doing some serious research about jobs. I did do some research. What did you learn? I did not do serious research. You did some non-serious research. Merritt may have done serious Um, research. Merritt always always does serious research. Serious. Yours is just, what is yours? Um, I I pick three words. I toss it on to to Google, Googling. and then we see what happens. Okay, well, mine's serious because I go for like two more pages on Google than he does. You go down two pages. <laughs> yeah, so I get. I, into, like, I don't even go down the dark a page. Zone. Is this what is first this, three entries? Is this what you guys are doing? I thought you were like we're like researching all day this issue. Nah, thought, our job's easy. That was how you. Well, your job maybe you're not going to have one if you keep not doing serious research. Mercy, that was scary. Oh, what did you say, Skyboy? Hey, Sky, I want to ask you one thing before we get into the jobs. Uh, what about the Spurs, my friend? I really don't want to talk about it, Matt. I thought that's what you were going to bring up. Because you're wearing the black leotard today. Um, I'm a true fan. You're a true fan. Uh, I will always wear I think my Spurs would, leotard. I, it actually doesn't say Spurs. It just is black. It does on the back. You oh, it does? Because yeah. <laughs> like, you're walking around in a black leotard. That's weird. Um, they almost had it. Yeah, There's I was. Game seven. I was. Have you heard? Yeah, I was pretty ecstatic there for a while. I was kind of jumping up and down and screaming because I thought they were going to win. Well, and maybe Miami series better. of unfortunate events. Are they going to pull ever it out? Say that again. <laughs> Your eyes. You wince when I said that. You like <laughs> wince like somebody had hit you in the face or something. It was. It was pretty rough night for me. Did you cry? I didn't cry. Did you? I, want, you wanted to cry. I. I was mad. I was really mad. Mad. Who were you mad at? Because I want to let's get into that. I was mad. Was it? Was it? I was mad that mother. I was mad that they couldn't rebound the ball in the end. That mm-hmm. he got second shots when Rayon and LeBron hit their extremely huge and important three pointers. Yeah. I was not mad, but I was upset that Kawhi Leonard missed his free throw that would have put him up by four, and we would have won the championship if he would have made that. But but who's counting? But I can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't blame him because I they would not be there without him, and he essentially kept them in in the game. Most so you're important. conflicted because you you don't want to blame him, but you're blaming him, and you're sad, but you're and, not. And I do believe <clears throat> I I know this is everyone makes these excuses, but I do believe that the refs did not call some very important fouls that would have put come them on, at the line. Sky, come on! I'm just saying, Danny Green by 10, got no clobbered hey, by Chris Bosh. We're playing ball. Are we playing ball or not? Are we ballers or not? I, are, are, you, we are you a baller? I'm a baller. We should we should go ball sometime. Right? I would I would show you if you give me thirty minutes to stretch out first. I will, would show you. Will you wear your John Stockton shorts? Yeah, yeah. You bet. <laughs> I totally would. And my first generation Air Jordans. And the knee high socks. Oh yeah, yeah. Headband. Oh yeah. You have you seen me play? I've seen some videos. That's the exact <laughs> uniform I wear. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, so, you know, we're talking jobs. Maybe they shouldn't have a job, maybe. Hmm? You going to go that far? No. There's one more game. There's one more game. 
And but Miami I, I'm, did great. Not, you, I mean, I'm Miami not, walked in and you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really hopeful for the Spurs outcome hey, tomorrow. Don't send the negative energy out there. All the people in Miami and Florida love this. This is. <laughs> don't send the negative energy. Okay, I take the negative energy. I back. think it's really cool for NBA basketball because that's going to be a really great game. It was a great game, and this is a really good series compared to other series that we've kind of. I do believe they are the two best teams in the league. I think in the history of all the universe. Wow. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You are a doctor. I'm a doctor. You know these I'm things. I'm a doctor of the universe. Uh, okay. First best job. Well, tell me the best job you almost got, but you didn't. But you're glad you didn't. Give me a job. You could have had, you wanted, and you didn't get it. Me? Yeah. Um, I applied, at the same time I applied for my BYU radio job mm-hmm. to do um, audio and video at the Missionary Training Center oh, yeah. here in Provo. Yeah. This and is better than that. Yeah, I applied at the same time, and they called me and said, "Sorry, we're going to go another direction." And they they just said, "I love that. <laughs> it's not you; it's me. We don't need you." And then a couple of days later, Don called me. So really, yeah, and I I wanted this job more. This so. is a better job. This is a better. I and mean, look job. where it's getting you. Yeah, I'm I'm so far in life right now because yeah. of this job. Well, and we let you wear whatever clothes you want. Whatever I want. I was really excited about that. Yeah, because because at the MTC, the Missionary Train Center, you do have to wear a shirt and tie. Yeah, here you wear leotards leotards and and capes. Capes and big woolly socks. Um, What what about you, Bryce Tobin? I almost worked for a guy who did. uh, He managed like properties that were in between renters. So, what he would do is he would he would get in contact with an owner who wanted to, you know, repaint or, or refurbish. Would it be refurbish? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to Re, um, refixify. Yeah. Refixification. Um, <laughs> you'd want to do that uh, to the apartment, but someone needed to have a key to oh, so, let. Oh, so he was the gatekeeper. Renovation is the word <laughs> we were looking for. Renovation is <laughs> To let the renovators in to do yeah. their stuff. He was, but the, he was the gatekeeper. The property manager didn't want to, or not, sorry, the owner didn't want to do that because right, they no. may or may not have a life. Um, so I was going to be the person who they just essentially just gave a whole bunch of keys to. Yeah, the letter inner, we call them. The letter, the le- yes. Letter inners. The uh, entrance, I was essentially a, a big key guy. <laughs> um, you were a key guy. A key guy. That's cool. Key to the whole operation. Um, but turns out, oh, you lost that job. I didn't get that job. How do you not get the job where you just squat on properties and then open a door? No, I do not get that. I didn't even have to stay there. It was just, they just give me a key and it was like a fee to hold the key. Yeah. In a lot of States, it's illegal to be a squatter. Well, yeah, but, uh, in some States I'd also get squatters rights. That's true. So... You know, and, and, you know, if take. you have the key, you own, you own the property, basically. If, as long as I just pay some property tax and have the key, it's mine, pretty much. Well, you, I'm sorry you didn't get that. Look where you'd be today if you, you know, just had the keys. The job sounded awful. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, hold on, because I get calls at like 5 or 6 in the morning. Hey, hey we, need, we need to get – so that means I need to be there before they get there. Or sometimes I'd have to just kind of get there until they were done. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to be working from 7 to to 10 but we might finish in five minutes or four hours wow i'm glad you didn't get that yeah that job i don't it didn't the pay didn't sound that great maybe it would have made you more patient uh maybe 
I, or maybe which, I would have just, uh, you know, would have helped. I would have had a much better career with a Game Boy. Like, yeah, you would have been. You probably would have been a gamer, major gamer, right? International renowned gamer. You know them mm-hmm. Game Boys. So key, key, key. You would be the key holder, the letter inner. The letter the key inner. master. Let's key go back master. to Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay, key master. You're the key master. That's interesting. None of you guys got your jobs. How about you, Merritt? I've applied to so many jobs really? in my life. Yeah, but one that I'm really glad I didn't get. Like I can deal with like mundane everyday things. Yeah. But I did apply to be part of the student leadership association here really? on campus. You'd be great. You're quite um, a leader. Yeah, until I got like into the interview, and they're like, "We're looking for people who are, you know, really peppy and upbeat." Oh, I, I gotta go. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go. This no. isn't for me. This is off to a great start. You're peppy. Peppy. It's not a word I would use to describe myself. Uh, see, peppy when I was growing up was a was a French skunk. Peppy Le Pew. Yeah. And now it means, I guess, peppy. It's like I'd have to wear pink and. Have school spirit and stuff, which I do. Oh, but well, that's Skyboy. Did you tell more. Sky about that job? <laughs> I should have. I, I interviewed her. Did you? Yeah, I was the one interviewing for the job. So, so you didn't give her the job? No, she wasn't peppy enough. <laughs> that's so sad. So people need jobs, but there's jobs out there. But then luckily you're, you don't get some of them. And then sometimes you get the you get others. And then sometimes you're wondering if you got the right job. And then you're in school to get a job. And then you wonder, is this even smart? Does this even pay off? Why am I doing this? Uh, I hope we've done research on that. Yeah. Tell I me. have Kate. Okay, ready? This is the top jobs for 2013. The top jobs. The top jobs. The, they're the fastest growing, the highest in demand, and the easiest ones to get if you okay, have the this qualifications. Is, this is a scoop because nobody would know this unless you're listening to the Matt Townsend show. The <laughs> top jobs for 2013. Here they are. This is where you get a job. Okay, Merit. Ready? Hit it. Number one, software developer. Oh yeah! Hey, yeah, no, can you be more coming. peppy when you read this? Read I, it, I can try. I need to like do a cheer first you need or pink. something. Wear some pink. Yeah. So, software developer is a, is a is a up and coming job. Yes, I mean it's a had seven percent job growth since twenty ten. Huge. Okay. Yeah. Not me. Um, it, there's only one candidate for every ten jobs posted. That's Man, pretty good odds. That yeah. is really good odds. Yeah. Software um, you developer. do have to have quite a bit of education. Ugh. Skills, That's harder. things like that. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Oh, but your salary for that one would be ninety-two thousand. Okay, yeah. I'll take that one. Yeah, that's pretty. That's good. a good job. Yeah. Software developer. Are there you guys you listening? Because it's let's get a job. I mean, another job. Let's get more jobs. All the jobs. What's the next one? Okay, the next one is market research analyst. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds really. That sounds like what you guys do on the internet, but actually doing it really deep and well. Yeah, they go they, past page two. <laughs> they're the definitely like a page ten person. <laughs> what is that like? What job um, is that? Let's see. It says market research analysts study market conditions in local, regional, or national areas to examine potential sales of a product or service. Sounds like I'd have to talk to people. Yeah, that'd be too much. Blah. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of a marketing job. Yeah. Okay. Next one. By the way, how much does that make? 60000 Okay. Good. Pretty good. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. Next one is mechanical engineer. Ugh. Yeah, we all knew that. Like, That's hard. That means you do math. Yeah. We talked about we that. We talked about no, that the other day. No math for us. Okay. That one makes 79000 a year, though. Wow. Yeah. And um, there are 
only 19 candidates for every 100 jobs posted. Holy cow. Where that are these 100 jobs that are getting posted? Like That's, the that's what we're going to learn today, Because well, that right? means there's 81 per other. annum. Yeah. It's every year. Yeah. There's 100 jobs every year, Just and there's only 19 that can be filled. Okay. Next one is supply chain manager. Ah. Oh, yeah. Friend of mine is that. Is a supply chain he, manager. He got a job working at Petco. Really? Yes. He go. works at their, their corporate oh, office. No, that's a different chain. Okay. Oh, With the pets? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a leash. That's a. Uh, he's a dog walker. No, he has an office. Okay, and his own place. Okay, so he's a supply chain manager. Okay, that, what, that's, the, that's pretty that's good a salary. Good yeah, seventy-two thousand. Wow, that's yeah. good. I could. That's good. Okay. I need to go live near him because now I know he has money. Yeah, he's rich. He's <laughs> and he doesn't have a family, so okay, you know. Here's the one I'm excited about, though. What? Because I was reading, I was like, yeah, this seems pretty predictable. But guess what number five is? Uh, dancer. N- uh, yeah, Jazz uh, or uh, San, uh, San, uh, what are they called? San Antonio Spurs basketball <laughs> player. Okay, ready, ready. An event planner. Oh, isn't that weird? I would hold have on. Never that's thought. an up and coming job. Yeah, that is an up and coming job. That's great because I do a lot of speaking, so maybe this is going to pick up. Soon. There you go. Alternative job titles for this would be a travel guide, a program director, or a spa and resort manager. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, yeah, travel agent. That's kind of what that sounds like. Yeah, but like... But what do they make? Spas, travel. Sounds good to me. 47000 See? Oh, I would never think that that's where we're going. I would have thought we had, would have had a lot more internet jobs, yeah, a lot no. more development jobs. No, an event planner. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We're going back outside. Got events to do. Got to get our events up. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... So there they are. If, you, if any of you are wondering where the top five jobs are, there they are. On your mark, get set. <laughs> Event <and> plan. <laughs> Everybody go grab one. But some of those take education, right? Most of them do. Most of them require a bachelor's degree or more. Oh, man. This, the supply chain manager had fewer. Those are fewer that's interesting. degree. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I saw the top 20 jobs. There was an article about the top 20 jobs that um, you'll probably never break even on if you go to college to get those jobs. Interestingly, four of the top five I have. <laughs> <laughs> Beating the odds. This is the weirdest thing. I mean, I could see choosing one, but I chose four. That's the secret. It's just people are only yeah. picking one and it's falling apart. Do you know why? It's because my I took an aptitude test when I was in high school and they told me to be a clergy. So I'm like, I'm going with it. Nobody tells you they don't that I don't make money. So then I thought, okay, I don't want to be a clergy. I want to be, I don't know, I want to be like a, I'm going to be a therapist. Nobody told me that they don't make money. But then you became four therapists. Uh-huh, then I became four. Th- then they said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get into broadcasting. And nobody told me. <sighs> Why do I try? We're going to give you some tools. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Merritt is going to um, give us a job interview. She's going to interview us, asking us questions, and we're going to show you how not to do a job interview. Then we're going to bring on a real expert, uh, Abby Kohut, who's going to explain to us how to get a job. She's going to tell us where to look, how to get noticed by the recruiters, how to keep our social media resume up. Really, how to do things differently in this uh, new age. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio.
Will your next credit card have its own built-in computer? In Singapore, it's already happening. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Singapore is one of the top four financial centers in the world, and people there take their banking very seriously, often having accounts with multiple banks. If your wallet is already crowded with plastic cards, you can imagine what it might be like over there. But starting in 2013, credit card users in Singapore are getting an upgrade to a card that's its own portable financial terminal. With a 13-button keypad and LCD display window built into the card itself, this card becomes hyper-secure, enabling you to use one-time password codes you tap right into the card. That enables you to make larger fund transfers or get cash in larger amounts, providing your identity without needing to wait for a clearance from a phone operator or bank clerk. The screen can even show you the card's current balance, as well as keep track of multiple accounts. You can even loan the card to someone with a preset limit. Smart cards like this were science fiction story gimmicks until now, but in Singapore, they're a real ATM that fits in your wallet. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. There are several ways to listen to BYU Radio. You can tune in to Sirius XM Channel 143. You can catch the live stream on byuradio.org. And now you have our newest option for listening, the BYU Radio app. Our iOS app is free and has access to the live stream and the program schedule. So get on your iPhones and iPads and download the free BYU Radio app now. Talk about good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about employment, how to get a job in a in a really difficult economy, um, you know, it's interesting. We have all this technology. We have all these resources that we could be using to get jobs. A, there's not a ton of jobs out there. Um, but some people are getting them. And to get a job, you're going to need to get an interview. You're going to need to get an opportunity. You're going to have a foot in the door. you got to get in. But then once you get in, you're going to have to have an interview. Have you guys – what was like – I've had some seriously bad job interviews. I had one where they asked a question. They asked if there was a concert going on and you had to work a shift during the concert or when yeah. the concert would be, would you call someone to cover for you or would you just take, you know, would you just take your shift? And I was like, that's an oddly specific question. That'll never turn up. Well, um, <laughs> we had two managers at this place. Turns out one of them had a concert to go to. And she was going to call someone to cover her shift. And turns out everyone kind of had that interview question. So all of us were like, oh, oh, it's too real. This How is did they so know? Real, this world. Um, apparently, they all get their questions from somewhere. And Merritt went out in her two-page research, and she has found 25 outrageous job interview questions, which apparently were real questions. The real questions. Asked. Asked to real companies. Okay. Yeah. So you just interview us, and I want to see how everyone responds to the questions. Okay. And I want you to answer these questions as if you're trying to get the job. Okay. And then we'll see at the end who gets hired. Can, can I start with Skylar? Please. Yes. Skyboy. Okay. okay, ready? Start with the best. Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> how many cows are in Canada? Oh, I hate oh that my question. goodness. 
Uh, that's a real question. That was a real question. But you never Google. say that. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, according to my research, no. Um, I would. I would guess there's. 10,000 cows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no laughing. Not even at close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there, we don't have the answer. No, I don't. We're just trying to see what you do with it. I just it. wanted to test you. Yeah, you failed that one. Can I say I there, have no idea? There's 48,000 cows. You don't know that. I've been up there. You've counted every single cow? Uh-huh. Cow okay. counting. Okay, Matt, I have one for you, okay. though. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. Can you say Peter Pepper picked a pickled pepper and cross a washing machine at the same time? No. No, I can't. I think that might have been the wrong answer. My answer? Yeah. No, I said no. I think you should demonstrate. Yeah. No, I, I'm at, you're asking me if I can do that, and I'm yeah. like, no, I can't do that. I'm just being honest on my job interview. I'm like... They're actually saying, can you... Say Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers and cross a washer and dryer at the yeah. same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that. Okay. I mean, if you're asking. That was now. a real question. Wow. Okay. See, I got um, mine right, though. Let's see. Because I know me, and I know I can't do that. That's a hard one. Okay. I'm going to do another one for you. For me or for Bryce? For you. Okay. A penguin walks through that door right now wearing a sombrero. Mm-hmm. What does he say, and why is he here? Hola, chicos. <laughs> I bring you ice cream because you do such a good job on the show. Welcome to BYU Radio. That's good. That's what he did. That's say. good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See what that is. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I have a doctorate in human and organizational systems, and that would be a great HR move because they're trying to give back to the employees who are doing such a good job that they dressed up penguin up in a sombrero and they brought him in to bring ice cream. And this is something that said, I'm pretty sure you've never smelt a penguin. Because let's just say they live in a cold environment. It's and not a real good. penguin. It's a human dressed like a penguin. Oh. So they have, yeah, they have cologne on. Okay. They smell like a lot of cologne. Okay. I have one for Bryce now. Okay. Okay, Bryce, you have to take it seriously. Bryce. <laughs> Barking up Own the wrong it, tree. Bryce. Own it. Okay. What's your favorite song? Um... There's a Xanadu. <laughs> Xanadu. That is oh, no. That is never. You were that singing answer. it earlier. Um, a One Direction. Uh, you're not. You're we're in Direction. You love One Direction. One, their song. It's like, um, you're beautiful because you don't know you're beautiful. Is that a thing? Am I close? I don't know, on? Is that no? your favorite song? You're asking the wrong crap. Right. But okay, there's a follow-up part to this question. Oh, great. Can I have a follow-up question? Yeah. Perform it for us now. Hit no. It. Yes. Yeah. Hit it. That's not happening. Okay. Fine. I'll I'll do a different one for you. <laughs> Does it involve a penguin? No. Sadly. Okay. okay. Ready? Pick two celebrities to be your parents. Nicholas Cage, <laughs> and um, Farrah Fawcett. No. Who? Uh, Judy Dench. Wow. Those are your parents. It was really just the first two celebrities that came to mind. But <laughs> how did they get together? I think they'd make a great pair. They might make a great pair. That's interesting. Oh, this would be a fun question for all. Yeah. Who would you pick, Merritt? Oh gosh. You you know all about I don't movies. No. Movies, not celebrities. Hmm. I'd go with Hmm. Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Plot twist. Same person. <laughs> Weird. 
You only have one parent. <laughs> That's crazy. These are real questions. These are real questions. See, I think I understand why no one's getting a job. These are the dumbest Probably. questions I've ever heard. <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. the, the workforce. No. It's the hirers. <laughs> it's HR. They're bad <laughs> at HR it. is messed up. Do you have any more? Give us one more for the road. One more. Sky, do you want this one? It has to be a good one. Make him sing. Hmm. What's your favorite dance? Okay. I'm going to do this Salsa. one. Hit it. <laughs> okay, Skyler, what kitchen utensil would you be? Oh, that's easy. A knife. Pizza cutter. Whisk. I'd be a whisk. Have you ever seen a whisk in action? All over the place. That's me. You'd be a knife? You can but give us the business reason. Because I cut right through. I get right, to the, I get right to the heart of the issue and just cut it out. I just said the first thing that came to mind. Knife. What I am, I'm pretty sharp. Oh, what would I Holy be? cow, that was great. See, a knife, because yeah. I'm pretty sharp. Yeah. That's good. See, whisk, that makes no sense. I, I would be a wooden whisk. spoon, because they're like the most versatile utensil in the kitchen. Are they? Yeah. Have you, you tried a whisk? You can't flip, you can't like saute with a whisk very well. Oh, or like flip eggs can. over. Yeah, I'll show you later. It's uh, a, a wooden spoon. Have you ever had a just a like a taste of something off a wooden spoon? Yeah. Gross. Doesn't taste right. Tastes like wood and spoon. <sighs> You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're bringing an expert on to help us out with this job uh, search. We're looking for a job. We're going to show you how to use cutting-edge technology, social media, recruiters to get a job. We're talking with Abby Kohut after the break. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. BYU baseball, football, basketball, soccer, and volleyball. Live games on BYU Radio and BYU TV. To get your business involved as a sponsor of Cougar Sports, email corporate support at byu.edu. This is Sam McCall for BYU Radio News. Federal Reserve officials say the economy is continuing to improve as hiring has continued to pick up over the last few months. With the news, officials also hinted bond buyback programs could be scaled back soon. Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski is now a supporter of same-sex marriage and the third Republican senator to switch stances in recent months. She says allowing people to marry who they want will keep politicians out of the most private parts of people's lives. Upstate New York could start attracting more much-needed tourism after Governor Andrew Cuomo struck a deal with lawmakers today to allow Las Vegas-style casinos to be built. The deal will amend the state constitution to allow public casino gambling outside of Native American lands. Elsewhere in New York, two men are now in police custody accused of trying to build a lethal radiation weapon. The pair intended to sell the weapon to either Jewish groups or members of the Ku Klux Klan. New data shows HPV infections in teenage girls have dropped by 50 percent over the last 10 years, encouraging news for the vaccine against the virus, which is commonly found in cervical cancer patients. In world news, talks between U.S. officials and Taliban leaders are expected to begin within the next few days. However, Afghan President Hamid Karzai's administration has opted not to join in. Protests in Brazil proceeded today as smaller cities began to join in the outcry against poor public services, government corruption, and numerous other problems. Demonstrations in over 70 cities are expected tomorrow.
At the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, President Obama asked Russia to join a new program decreasing the amount of nuclear warheads either country deploys today, arguing there is no longer a need for nuclear posturing. That's the news to half past the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are talking about employment, how to get a job in this these crazy times. It's going to take maybe some crazy maneuvers that you haven't been thinking about, maybe a little social media work. I do have a neighbor that got a job by finding on LinkedIn a job opportunity. Then he went and found a friend that had a friend at that company. And he turned in his resume, boom, got a job, and is now the vice president of HR for that company. And it's a big company. Big time. See? You got to be creative. The rest of us just are hoping our parents would get us a job. Um, Or, you know, Skyboy, for example, is hoping that, you know, getting, uh, I would help him get a job. I want Pop's job when he's done. Your dad's? No, Greg Popovich. Oh, Popovich. Yeah. Yeah. Pop. Yeah. He may not be done for a long time. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be ready for a long time, so it's perfect. Yeah. You might not be ready to be an NBA coach ever. Not to be rude, but... Just smashing my dreams, Matt. Well, you got a cape, but you got to be in the industry. (laughs) You got to be around ball. (laughs) You know what I mean? You got to be around it. That's why I'm with you, working with you. I want you to listen to Abby, because Abby's going to help you. Abby Kohut is our guest. She is known um, on the web as Absolutely Abby. So if you uh, want her help, you got to go to www.absolutelyabby.com. Abby is the president of Staffing Symphony, LLC. She is also the author of Absolutely Abby's 101 Job Search Secrets, and interestingly, she was selected as one of the Monster 11 for 2011, career experts who can help your job search. She's one of the top 100 influential people online, according to Fast Company magazine. Abby Kohut, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you, Matt. It's great to be here. Great to have you here. Now, we need help. Now, we are all I, actually... Yeah, you do. <laughs> have you heard? Yeah. I did. I heard. We need help. We we want yes. we want to help people out there get find a way through all of the just the fog of finding a job and actually start succeeding. So we we sought you out and we need your insight into how to do this. So, first of all, are there jobs to be had? There are actually more than 3 million jobs available. But the problem is there are 14 million unemployed people or thereabouts, and yes. so there's just so much competition for those three million jobs. Yeah. But there are jobs, and people are landing. I just had one of my job seekers land today, so it's very exciting. This is, a, I mean, three million jobs is a lot of jobs, and you just, I guess you just have to figure out another way to get to the jobs. That's it. The people that are landing are doing creative things, and they're doing the right kinds of things. They're not just applying into the abyss of resumes. And they're figuring out a way to use social media and or other things to get their resume to that hiring manager. That's what they're doing. That And it's actually, I've seen it work. So that's, I guess, what, when you talk about a social media resume, that's what you mean. 
That is what I mean. I believe that there are, well, first of all, recruiters, 97% of us, and I'm still a recruiter, 97% of us actually use social media to recruit, 97%. So if you're not on LinkedIn, if you're not on Twitter, if you're not on Facebook, you're missing out on 97% of the recruiters that are looking for you for those three-plus million jobs. Is that to find us, or is that to, once you think you're interested in us, to make sure that we're legitimate and we're not doing harmful things? Because you always hear about those stories, that you're going to like track us down and I you're going to find out what happened when I was in high school. I know. So I believe there are some people doing that, but what I actually use it for is to search for you. Now, the reason we use social media is because it's free, and other traditional methods that we've been using, I've been doing this for 18 years, all the other methods that I've been using, they cost lots of money, like $10,000 a year to Mm. search for you on Monster, that kind of thing. Whereas LinkedIn, I get for free. I can do whatever I want on there, and I can find people that are employed, people that are unemployed, people that are looking, people that are not looking, but I can only do it if you set up your profile in the right way so that I can find you. Okay, now fill us in on that because that that's going to be the key. If you, and that actually makes sense because there, so there's probably a lot of recu- recruiters that aren't going to pay the top dollar to Monster to be able to go search that. So you would probably have a better shot of getting everything out there effectively in the social media. How do we do it? All right, so the first thing that you're going to want to do is normally people put titles of jobs that they've been in or that they are in, Yeah. but they don't remember to put words under those titles, and these words are called keywords. So what you should do is take your resume, section by section, cut and paste, and cut it out of your resume and paste it into LinkedIn so that all of the words on your resume are also on your LinkedIn profile. Because the way that I search is I'll put in a title and then I'll put in some keywords. And the people that have more of those words are going to show up at the top of the search. Oh, that's interesting. So we would just take, if we took our resume, but then you'd go put on LinkedIn as your profile, you would just basically use the same words, not as a resume form, but you just make sure you're using the same words. That's it. You just take it, cut and paste and boom, and you're done. The only thing is, is what's very important is some people actually do that but the people that are getting found are using these keywords multiple times because the more times that you match the keyword, the higher up in the list you come. Okay. So if one of, yeah, so like let's say one of your words is radio for you, yeah. for example, and I want to find somebody that does radio, and I put in radio, if you have the word one time on your LinkedIn profile, then everyone who has it twice or three times or four times gets higher up on the list. And that's how the keywords work. Now, is this going to work for somebody? I mean, I can see how you could actually go in as a recruiter and steal some pretty good talent from companies because they're going to have a really good LinkedIn bio on there. And you're going to go find out, oh, there's the guy. And then you sneak in and do it. Will this work if I just need kind of an entry level job? Well, it depends what kind of entry level. Tell me what you mean by entry level. Like what industry are you thinking about? I'm thinking maybe if I'm trying to get into the web development field and I'm just I'm kind of just starting out in web development or web uh, website design. So maybe you're a college grad or yeah. something, like yeah. a recent grad. Okay, so this might work. But the thing is, a lot of recruiters will be looking on some of the other sites like the Monster and the Career Builder type of sites. But there's also a chance that they're going to look on LinkedIn. They might look on Twitter. They might look on Facebook. What we're going to do is we're going to look in the place where we think you're going to be. 
And so we have to get inside your head, and we have to look in those places. And you have to get inside our head and think of where are we going to look for you. That's and great. that's where you need to be. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if I've done some internships and I've done a bunch of, you know, classes and stuff, I can put that in my my profile. And, Absolutely. And, and it'll look, it'll pull strong. Yeah. Yeah, and internships and classes have words associated with them, so you get credit for those keywords. But what about volunteer experiences? People yeah. think that they've been unemployed for two years when they've been volunteering for two years. That's not being unemployed. That's just being working without getting money. You, and, same thing for parents. Same thing for parents. Right? Yeah. They've been parents, stay-at-home parents, haven't been getting paid to do the hardest job in the world. But they've been working for the past two years, right? So you got to yeah. get that in your head. You've been working. Do you think um, you as a recruiter, you value the volunteer work even? You value the if – I, if I've been unemployed for two years, I, would it still be smart for me – because it would be easy for me to just get depressed because I can't find a job and I'm not going to go work for free. But it seems like as a recruiter, that's valuable time for you still to hire that person because they're doing something. I'm going to give you all of the benefits of volunteering. There are so many. First of all, you're going to be building your network while you're volunteering. Second of all, you're going to be building new skills. Third of all, you're going to be building old skills and maybe brushing up on them. Then it could be that the company decides to hire you, mm-hmm. and then maybe they can't hire you, but they know what you're looking for, and they help you find a job somewhere else. It's just it's an amazing opportunity and it's great because then you don't look like you were just sitting on your couch. You were actually doing something and giving back to society. Yeah, I love that. And and it's got to make you feel different than just sitting at home wishing you had a job. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, it's going to help build your self-confidence. You're going to get references from this. You're going to get self-esteem. And you're going to feel so good if you're giving back. I mean, imagine if you are building houses for Habitat for Humanity while you're out of work. Imagine how every day you're going to go home and you're going to feel so good that you helped all these people. And it's going to be a little less about you and more about the world. Love that. Plus, you're going to sit there and when you go finally get your job interview, they're going to ask you, hey, so what have you been doing for the last two years? That's going to read really well. That's going to sound really good. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're going to ask you what type of kitchen utensil you would want to be. Yeah. And you definitely have to know the answer to that. That is very important. You, hey, do you know how many cows there are in Canada? Because we have a question uh, about that here. You know, I don't. But can I just tell you why people are asking these ridiculous yes, questions? Yes, please do. You like do. To know? Yes. Okay. So this is why. They're We're bored. Asking these ridic- yeah, well, it could be that. It certainly could be that. And by the way, I think I'm a knife because I cut through the garbage when it comes to recruiting. I Ooh. cut through it all. So that's what it is. You ought to try whisking okay. them, by the way. I'm going to try, but whisk, right whisk now I'm nice. okay. cutting through it all. <laughs> yes, but that's this a good is one. why we're asking you these questions. We're asking these ridiculous questions because we want to see how you think, how you think under pressure, what, how you answer a ridiculous question. Yeah. You know, so like if you freak out and start crying, then we know that's one thing about you. But so it's about how you answer it. There is no right answer to which kitchen utensil. It's how clever you are. That's and how good. You think. That's what it is. It's about, that's really what it's about. So don't, that's what it is. If you get that question, that's. They're that's not being literal, are they? They just. Totally want... not. <laughs> You're like, hold it, hold it. But, may, but maybe if we're going for a mechanical engineering job, they won't. They'll ask more literal questions. Probably. I don't know. Probably. But that's, I, um, I mean, the funny thing about it is it's, 
it's kind of a it's an it's an art as a recruiter i'm assuming to know who fits where how's the best fit going to be you don't want to just throw anybody at a job i mean i guess it's ever if you need the money everyone wants the job but there also are better fits than others well this is what it's about when you go in for the interview what is so important is that you show me your passion you got to show me why you're interested in this job in this company in this industry and you have to have a really good reason and if you have that passion about that job, I am so going to hire you. That's and cool. I don't even care if you don't have 100% of the requirements. Even if you have 50%, the person I've, I've been working with just landed a job today, and he's been out for a year and a half. He's over, I think he's probably 60 years old, and he just landed a job today and did not have any experience for the job. He had wow. great other experience. But they hired him because he fit in well with the team and because he had longevity. I've been with one company for like 20 some odd years. That's great. People are landing for all kinds of reasons, and it's not necessarily because you fit exactly the right job description. So That's don't huge. freak out if you don't have that. But you, And you can get ready. You can, you can muster up the passion by just studying about the jobs, studying about the company, you know, figuring out how you could fit. Um, Totally, yeah. And it's, I mean, let's just say you wanted to work for Apple Computer. So for me, if I was applying to Apple Computer, I would say, I've been using a Macintosh since you started creating them. Yeah. And it would be a huge honor for me to work for Apple. So That's that right. would be a good, you know, so you've got to figure out the products or the services and then tell them about it. Tell them about why that would be interesting to you. That's great. We're talking to Abby Kohut who is uh, absolutelyabby.com. you got to go to her website, absolutelyabby.com. We're going to come back, and Abby's going to teach us, as a recruiter, how to use LinkedIn, Twitter, to get the attention and to start attracting these recruiters. We're going to take a break. We will be back with Abby Kohut right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. As the SOHO spacecraft approaches 17 years of solar observation, we review the success and scares of this Sunseeker. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. The Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, or SOHO, is approaching 17 years of service, floating in an orbit between Earth and the Sun, snapping high-resolution images every 12 seconds and showing us the dynamics of solar weather and activity. Built by a European consortium and flown and operated by NASA, SOHO has taken a beating and kept working, sometimes against all odds. In 1998, SOHO had an accident, spinning out of control and contact. Feared lost, contact was reestablished about three months later and the probe carefully nursed back into service, but the accident cost it the loss of its gyroscopes. Without gyros, SOHO would use up all its remaining fuel years too early, while it tries to stay pointed at the sun. But the European Space Agency's unique fix conceived a new way to steer SOHO and other future probes without gyros. In 2003, SOHO's main antenna got stuck, but the team did a workaround using smaller antennas and the onboard data recorder to keep the mission afloat. As a pre-retirement gift, the plucky craft has also rewarded us with the unexpected detection of over 2,000 new comets, all while watching the sun. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. On Highway 89, not only can you hear musicians playing live, but you get to hear them talk about their work. 
and some of their influences might surprise you. I had headphones and I would listen to other things uh, like Van Halen and Journey and, and Rush that also influenced, uh, influenced my compositions and arrangements. I don't know if it's, it's apparent, but, but I think it is in there somewhere. Catch Highway 89 weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Want more BYU Radio? Then check out our YouTube channel where we post segments from your favorite shows. And if you have a specific episode you'd like to listen to again, or even share with a friend, then let us know on our Facebook or Twitter pages and we can add the episodes you want to hear. Check out BYU Radio on YouTube and subscribe. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here. We are talking with Abby Kohut who, uh, from the website absolutelyabby.com. She is the president of Staffing Symphony LLC, and uh, she's just what we would call the recruiting bomb. She is amazing. She won't brag about it, but uh, she's got some seriously cool um, accolades here. Top 100 influential people online, according to Fast Company magazine. So she's going to teach us now how to use social media, the internet, online um, sites to help us, uh, you know, get in and get the attention of recruiters. Is that right, Abby? I am, absolutely. So LinkedIn, I, I'm on that one. That's a that's a that's a great site. I mean, I get a lot of business just from site that site. Um, Twitter, do that totally confuses me. Facebook, get it. How do we use those then to actually get more attention? You were talking about kind of putting our our resume in the words on our on those sites and our profiles on those sites. What else could we be doing? Well, you mentioned a story about that VP of HR before, and that is key for LinkedIn. So one of the things, I was talking about the keywords before, and that's to help recruiters find you. But when you find a job posting on the web, the best thing that you can do is send in a resume into the abyss, as we call it, and then go on to LinkedIn and see if you can discover whether you have any common connections with that person. So maybe they're your second connection, that hiring manager. And then you ask someone that you know to introduce you to that person. That's one way to do it. And the other way is to send the hiring manager your resume in the mail. Yeah. I'm talking about nail mail, okay? Yeah. Because nobody is doing that. And I've been doing recruiting for a long time. In the past few years, nobody sends resumes in the mail because we tell them to send it into the abyss. But people just follow directions. But you can send your resume via the mail, and we will definitely see it that way because no one else does it. Like, yeah, well, it'll almost come in like a dinosaur, and everyone will be like, whoa, what is this? This was delivered know, by a man like, wearing a little blue outfit and shorts. I know, and it's got a little stamp on it. How cute. <laughs> but I guess you could do both. Is it crazy to do both? You should do both. You should follow directions because you don't want to be seen as a rebel. Yeah. And so you send the resume in the regular way, but also send it in via the mail. And it's going to take a little bit of finesse to find that hiring manager. That's, you know, one of the yeah, things that's that harder, I but... people on. A little tricky, but it's 
definitely doable, and the people that are landing, that is how they're landing. They're doing these little outside-the-box things. I, I did it today. I had somebody call me that has already applied for a job, and they know that I know the vice president of HR. They asked me if I would personally hand the resume to them, and I'm doing it. And I've already emailed that vice president in behalf of this other person who is a friend, but like we're not like best friends hanging out all day. But he just found me, and he's going to have a shot because I'm now going to talk him up to this person. And, and I never would have thought of that job for him if he hadn't come to me. That's it. You have to scope out the opportunities, but then when you find them, you have to use your network to get yourself noticed. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. How else How else do we use LinkedIn or Twitter well, or also, any of them? Yeah, there's also the groups section. And in LinkedIn, the reason we post jobs in the groups is, again, is free. Everything about free, we like. Yeah. And so we'll go into the groups and we'll actually post jobs in there. And so what you want to do is you want to be part of the groups that are the most targeted. I like to call them the niche groups. Yeah. Right? So the most targeted groups that you can be part of. So don't just, let's say you're in the pharmaceutical industry. So don't just join the pharmaceutical industry group. Join the type of thing that you do. Like let's say you're a scientist. So join the scientist group on LinkedIn, not the pharmaceutical industry group. The, the closer you are to your job, the more likely a recruiter might actually post a job in there. Yeah. You've got to read those groups. Read the groups. And the groups, and it seems like the closer you are, the smaller the group's going to get. So you'll, you'll yeah, stand out true. more. You'll, you'll be more real. Well, if the group is too small, like if it's 50 people or 100, it's way too small. You want something that's at least 500,000 people, and then the group is probably legitimate. Okay. So, if, so they want to get online, get in the groups that kind of pertain to their job, 500 or more, and get in there and get, I guess, active in the group? Yeah, definitely answer questions when people write to you. Definitely talk back, start conversations with people. Just get active with all of this. And that's really a good idea. Now, isn't it true that um, is it too much to be posting positive stuff about these companies? I mean, it seems like that would get some attention, too, if they if they also see that you're a fan of the company. Yeah, I think you have to be careful. You don't want them to think you're writing things that are not true. And I don't mean like yeah. you don't want to butter them up. Right. right. You want to – you can talk about it in passing. You can say, I love Macintoshes. But like – that's actually true for me. Yeah. So it's really, you want to be truthful to it and to the topic, and then the company won't see it as you're trying to snowball them. Yeah, that's great. And I, I'm assuming, too, you really should know everything about the company website. I mean, you, you've got the information. You may as well be reading everything that's on their website, talking to everyone you can that knows anything about the company, networking any way you can. Yeah, you totally immerse yourself in the company and in the industry and in the profession. Just totally immerse yourself if you have a targeted company. Try to meet the people that work for the company. Uh, I have, and one idea is to buy a stock, uh, share of stock from the company, and then you'll get invited to their shareholders meetings, and you can meet all of the executives. Oh, wow. Another idea, yeah, another idea is if, let's say, the company, you know that they donate to a certain charity and it's like a big deal for them, yeah. this one charity, 
you can sign up to go to that charity event and meet the you know hobnob with the executives there. That's great. So interesting ideas. Yeah. What do you think about? And I'm sure these are like your competition. What do you think about these recruiters? There's these recruiters that you pay so much money and they guarantee you the job. And I mean, is that how you get a recruiter? Or, or, do, Actually, or do recruiters look for you and they're more like your agent and you shouldn't have to be paying? Okay, so first of all, I'm a human resources recruiter, so I'm not one of those kinds of recruiters that you're talking about. Yeah. I work for companies. And the recruiter you're talking about is called a headhunter, and they don't get paid by candidates. They get paid by companies. So there is no person that you can pay to get you a job. Mm. The only kinds of people you can pay are people to help you with your strategy, and that's one of the things that I do. So okay. I'm a recruiter, but I'm also a coach. You're and coach a coach and a strategist. And, I, and the thing yeah. I think is you need the strategy. I mean, everyone needs a coach. We were talking about Greg Popovich earlier, the Spurs coach. You need a good coach. And a, a lot I of times yeah. you, you know what people want. The rest of us are just guessing. Well, the problem is uh, most of okay. So when you go on an interview, you want to know why you didn't get the job, and you call the recruiter and you ask them why. So people have been calling me for eighteen years asking me why I didn't get the job, and the answer is I can't tell you. We're just not supposed to tell you because it's not our job to tell you and to make you feel better and to tell you how you can do better the mm. next time. Right. So we don't tell you. So you go home and you think you did really well. And you didn't. Yeah. And this way, if you work with me, I can tell you why I think you didn't get the job and what you might be doing wrong. I had this one woman who sent me a resume, I think it was like last year, and she said, I've been searching for two years. I'm an administrative assistant. I'm not getting a job because I'm too old. I'm done. That's what she said. Mm. So I figured, let me take a look at her resume. Let's just see. So I open her resume. It's covered with typos. Oh, no. So for two years, this woman has been thinking it's her age. And it's so rarely your age. It's like very rarely that. It's not what you think it is. It's not your age. It's not your religion. It's not your color. It's just not that. It's something that you're doing with your strategy that's not working. And you don't know what it is because you want to ask a recruiter and they won't tell you. Yeah. That's why I became absolutely happy because I can tell you. Yeah, and and um, it's so. There's a quote uh, that you um, you can't see the forest for the trees. You're so deep in you, you're missing the most obvious things about you. That you know, yeah. button up these few things, and you've got a job. That's it. And people are just so close to getting a job. They're just missing one little thing, or they're saying one little thing wrong. Or they're not saying one little, it's usually like a little thing. And yeah. if I can just tell you what it is, boom, you get a job. That's what happens. That's, you know what, that's so hopeful. We're talking with Abby Kohut, who, um, if you go on her website, absolutelyabby.com, she is uh, owns the president of Staffing Symphony, LLC. She's going to coach us. When we come back, Abby, I'd love you to tell us more things that we need to do differently. If we're not getting a job and it's not happening for us, we need to change something up. we got to do something different. Abby Kohut is going to explain what are some more of those things we can be doing. How can we use technology differently as well? This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio. KBYU FM, HD2 Provo. The 2013 football season is right around the corner. Touchdown! 
Get ready for the season with BYU Football Media Day. Now we get back to the football part of it. It all begins at noon Eastern with the state of the program, followed by BYU Radio's continuing coverage throughout the day. A lasting program that is sustainable for a long, long time at the nation's top level. BYU Football Media Day, Wednesday, June 26th at noon Eastern. Here on your home for Cougar Sports, Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for BYU Radio News. Federal Reserve officials say the economy is continuing to improve as hiring has continued to pick up over the last few months. With the news, officials also hinted bond buyback programs could be scaled back soon. Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski is now a supporter of same-sex marriage and the third Republican senator to switch stances on the issue in recent months. She says allowing people to marry who they want will help keep politicians out of the most private parts of people's lives. The Senate Judiciary Committee heard from a top FBI official today and learned drone surveillance is being used domestically, though very seldom and mainly only to patrol the borders. Upstate New York could start attracting much more much-needed tourism after Governor Andrew Cuomo struck a deal with lawmakers today to allow Las Vegas-style casinos to be built. The deal will amend the state constitution to allow public casino gambling. Elsewhere in New York, two men are now in police custody accused of trying to build a lethal radiation weapon. The pair intended to sell the weapon to either a Jewish group or members of the KKK. The HPV vaccine debuted in 2006 seems to be having a positive effect, according to new data, which shows infections in teenage girls are down 50 percent from 10 years ago. The virus is commonly found in cervical cancer patients. In world news, protests in Brazil proceeded today as smaller cities begin to join in the outcry against poor public services, government corruption and numerous other problems. Demonstrations in over 70 cities are expected tomorrow. At the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, President Obama asked Russia to join a new program decreasing the amount of nuclear warheads either country deploys today, arguing there is no longer a need for nuclear posturing. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here. We are um, talking to Absolutely Abby from AbsolutelyAbby.com. She is a recruiter and uh, is helping us try to figure out how to do things differently. There are jobs out there. It is seriously competitive, though. But Abby is telling us, you know what? If you just mix it up a little bit, you'll probably be able to uh, sneak in and find one of these jobs. Um, absolute, is that why you're the whisk? What was that? So that's why I'm the whisk. Up. The whisk. See, I think that's like a superhero name. The whisk. The whisk. whisk. Mixing ah. it up. I like it. A lot of people don't get the power of a whisk, but when you do, you will. Maybe it's a doctor thing. It is. It's very, it's very intellectual. Abby, welcome back to the show with us. Thank you. The whisk. Don't you think that sounds like a superhero? I think it sounds like a movie. Yeah, see, I said it. Um, yeah. But see, like, the knife sounds like you're just dangerous. You're scary. Yeah, I like it, but it cuts through stuff. And I, I'm really about cutting through all the nonsense. See, that's why you're absolutely Abby. 
That's right. That is why. That really is a cool name and a cool website. On your site, people have got to go check check it out. There's On Mondays, she talks about supersonic searching. Tuesdays, rockin' resumes. Wednesdays, careerific advancement. Thursdays is ingenious interviews, and Fridays is closing the deal. So on there, you'll, I mean, there's tons of content constantly changing for how to get a job. Yeah, and you want to know something else? What? There's tons of content in my head, and I'm spilling it out of my body. I know. Driving around the country on a tour to educate one million job seekers. So I'm going to probably be, yeah, I'm going to actually be, I've been doing it since last September. Are you you coming to Utah? I really think I should. I would. I think so. So we um, we just went through a variety of states. We've been through Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Atlanta, Kentucky, Nashville. I know I'm naming states and cities, but just go with it. That's great. We're working Um, on Half of us didn't even recognize that. Well, good. So, um, but, and then we're going to, we just got back to New Jersey for a little break, and we're going to take about a month off, and then we're going to come out to the West Coast. Okay. So you are, you are in that area. We're right in the middle of all the states. This is the hub. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Utah's a hub state. The idea, yeah, it's totally the hub, and that's where I want to be. I want to educate one million job seekers live and in person. How cool. That is my goal. That's yeah. a great goal. How many have you educated so far? Have you been clicking say, and counting? I would. Well, I want to say probably around two hundred thousand. That's great. So we still have a long way to go, and a lot of people to help, and people are landing all over the place, and it's been fun. And you know, while I travel, I also do work on the phone, so I help people. You know, I coach people yeah. on the phone as well. And they can find out on your website about uh, about that, and I guess about your tour as well, right? Oh yeah, I can see it right yeah. here. Yeah. A yeah, job search can. success tour. Well, if you yeah. come to our offices, we can get you twenty or thirty people to add to your two hundred thousand. Awesome! Well, that would be perfect. That's totally perfect. Because people are down; they're depressed because they feel like here we've got this education. These are the students around us, and yet the market's just not there. But you're saying if we're creative, and you you just can't think. I mean, it's almost like your job is to get the job. And you have to be creative in getting the job, just as creative as you would be when you get the job. So prove it yes, now. And, yeah, and the thing is that if you can find some way to prove your worth to a job, to a company, that is another great way to find a job. So if you can send a sample of your work in some sort of way, yeah. maybe on, on LinkedIn, here's another great thing you can do, is you can embed a video on your LinkedIn profile and you can do like a PowerPoint presentation to show us what you know about some particular topic. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and so anything you can you can put all these kinds of things on LinkedIn and then when recruiter sees it, it'll be a whole lot different than everybody else who just mentions titles. But you can also send things in email, you can send things in the mail. I just I don't want you to just apply through the abyss. That's yeah, no. really the problem. That's what I think. I think people end up throwing something out on Monster.com, and they're like, yeah, I tried. I tried. I applied to 58 jobs on Monster. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, true. And and I want you to apply to 58 jobs on Monster, but right after you apply for them, I want you to think about what can I do with this particular job that's going to get me ahead of all the other applicants, and that's the kind of thing that I do is because every person has a strategy. There is not one person out there. I don't care how old you are or how short you are, or how tall you are, you can land. 
And I believe that. And there, but you have to have the right strategy for you, not just a strategy. It's yeah, because it's so personal, isn't it? It's got to fit yeah, totally. your resume, your history, and, and it has to be customized. So um, what are some other things we should be watching out for or doing differently? Oh, my goodness. Please be careful on Facebook. Do not post pictures of you swinging around a chandelier <laughs> with a drink in your hand yeah. and a cigarette in the other. Okay? So just, look, if you're going to party, don't put the pictures on Facebook. Yeah. Just don't do it. Vegas. People get fired from that all the time. Oh, do you? And, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's just, it's important to keep your pictures professional. That's all. Not that you shouldn't put pictures, but yeah. just keep them professional in case some recruiter is snooping around to try to find out more about you. That's, um, it's a whole different world, isn't it? I mean, we used to have a private life and now if you're not careful, these little things you throw out there can come back to haunt you later. Yeah. I do not have any private life anymore. So I have to watch everything I say and so do you, Yeah, but so does every single other person. And it's, it's a scary time, but it's so interesting because I've made so many wonderful friends across the country, and I keep in touch with people. I have a call every couple of weeks, and I, I kind of do like a little radio show on the phone hmm. that people can tune into. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, and actually, if they want to do that, they can go to um, meetabby.com, meetabby.com, and they can get on my mailing list, and I'll invite them to this call. But this way, you know, if you stay connected with people, this is a world of networking. It's a right. wonderful place. I mean, you can get in touch with your high school friends and your elementary school friends, and those people can help you get a job as well. So it's everybody that you know is kind of like your little mini recruiter. Right. Everybody knows. I mean, that, that's what I thought was fascinating is because we could all pretty much go get our 100 friends or 200 friends on Facebook or whatever, and it grows and it grows, but... Um, to to never to only use them to brag about what you do, I guess that's one thing. But the day you need friends, they'll step up. They just can't step up if they don't know you need help. And no one can hire you if they don't know who you are. That's true. And the fact is that all you have to do, it's, so it's not your friends that are important right now. It's who your friends know. Yeah. And the only way you're going to know that is LinkedIn because you're not going to call all your hundred friends and say, who do you know? Who do you know? It's too much work. Yeah, right. But if you go on LinkedIn and you have a hundred friends, you know who they all know, and that's cool. Yeah. And by the way, you need a large network. Yeah. Okay. So if you only have twenty-five people on LinkedIn, you're not going to be able to see a lot of recruiters, and that means recruiters are not able to see you. Yeah. So you need to have a large enough network. Probably about a hundred people is the minimum. And if you really think about it, you have a hundred people. Think of your family. Think of your friends, think of your neighbors, think of the people you were in prison with. Think of these people. Exactly. Definitely and, think of that. Oh, and the mailman. The and mailman. the mailman Definitely that delivered not. the mail that one day we yeah. had mail. Um, what about some sites, like the career sites? What are the sites? I bet you there's the big ones, the monster. Uh, but there's probably some other ones that people don't even really know. What are some of the well, ones you trust? Yeah, one of the good ones is called Indeed.com. It's I-N-D-E-E-D.com. What Indeed does is it scrapes the whole web and it puts up jobs from all different places in the web. So you don't ha- on the web, so you don't have to go out and look at each individual site. But the mistake that people make is some people will just use Indeed and not Monster, not Career Builder, and not all these other sites. 
you need to be basically everywhere. And the other thing you need to do is you need to post your resume on sites where you're able to post your resume because some recruiters are still paying and still looking on Monster and Career Builder, et yeah. cetera. Yeah, I mean, if you and pay so, $10,000 yeah. or whatever, you're going to use it. Absolutely. And so, but the thing you have to know, this is a tip, very important, is if you have your resume on one of these sites, you need to refresh it probably once every few weeks because the resumes that are refreshed go to the top. It doesn't work that way on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, it's all words. On Monster, Career Builder, and those types of things, it's just the recency. It's how recent did you put that resume up. That will put it to the top. Interesting. That's good. It's like the, it's like the fruits and vegetables at the supermarket. You've got to rotate them. You got it. See? And you've got to squeeze them, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get you in trouble. Um, tell me about the uh, – if you're sitting here, we're talking to Absolutely Abby from AbsolutelyAbby.com, who is an expert recruiter. And um, so, Abby, if you lost a job and you had kind of you know took a little break, got your vacations taken care of, when you were getting back to the job search, what would your day look like? Oh, you definitely want to split up your day. So a certain percentage of your day, I want you to be home on your computer because I want you to look for job leads because that's where they're going to come from. They're not going to come from anywhere else for the most part. They might come from your networking group, which is the second thing you need to do. You need to get out of your house and you need to go to events. But these are going to be association meetings that you might have to pay for where you're going to find lots of employed people or you might find job search networking groups, or you might find events at libraries trying to help you. And I want you to get out of your house, because every time you leave your house, there's a chance you're going to meet somebody that could help you. Mm -hmm. And then the other part, we talked about volunteering. That's another little smidge of your day. And then the very last part I want you to do is I actually want you to spend some time enjoying yourself. And that means, let's say you really enjoy spending time with your kids or with your family, with your sister or your brother or something, mm -hmm. spend a little time with them, dedicated time. Once a week, I'm going to spend this quality time with my family, or this time of the week, I'm going to spend, I'm going to go to a movie every single week, or I'm going to do a jigsaw puzzle every single week. I want you to find something that you enjoy that you can actually look forward to, because it can't just be about job search. It's going to bring you down, and right. you need to keep your spirits up, because when you leave your house, you're going to meet people, and if you're grumpy... They aren't going to want to help you. Well, yeah, and if every time you leave, you're like, ah, this is never going to work, what image are you going to portray? And how, I mean, how That's soon it. are you going to get out of the meeting and you're going to not even go into the meeting even though you're there? I mean, every, every relationship, it's, it also, when you were just talking about that, I'm sitting there thinking, how hard would it be to be somebody that's maybe an introvert that's really not a great networker, you know? And now they've got to go network? Oh, how hard would that be? It is hard. And you want to know, you ready for this? Yeah. I am an introvert. What? So I get it. I swear, I am. I am an introvert. And the fact is, networking is even hard for me. But what I learned how to do when I went to these networking groups, when I was a job seeker a few years ago, is I went to the host and I said, hey, I'm kind of nervous. Would you do me a favor and introduce me to somebody? And if I started to talk to one person, that person would introduce me to other people. 
I just needed to jump start. I needed the first person to talk to. Yeah. And I still do that. To this day, when I go to business networking meetings or HR networking meetings, I still ask the host to introduce me because I'm still an introvert. No, that's see, but that's that's a great trick. I mean, and there's I yeah. I speak a lot at Chamber of Commerce meetings and um you people pay, so everyone's being they're all there, but in the room are 50 to 70 business owners. And you can go probably have lunch with your Chamber of Commerce for $15 and have an hour of networking. And everyone goes around the room and like, why are you here? Hi, I'm Matt. I'm looking for a job. And uh, I just I knew this would be the place. So I would love to. This is my back. I mean, they'll give you the time to do it. Yeah, they have something called a business card exchange at most chambers. Yeah. And so you go to that and it, just like you said, 15 bucks. And you're, you're going to the chamber and you're meeting all these business owners. And if you're somebody that has marketing experience or social media or accounting or finance or legal or HR, one of those back or IT, one of those back office functions, yeah. you are a perfect person to go to the chamber because small businesses, they can't afford you as a full-time employee, but they certainly could afford you, to, afford you maybe five hours a week or ten. Yeah. And then you add a few of those together and you got yourself a 40-hour-a-week job. That's right. And you got yourself 40 new people in your network. And, Absolutely. And every city around you has another chamber. So around you within 20-mile drive, you probably have 20 chambers. That's true. You do. See, so, I mean, I guess it's part of it is... Yeah, it just it's hard. It, to me, it's and we all know too the impact that it has on our motivation and the ease of depression slipping in. I mean, there's a lot of stuff beating people up that are looking for jobs. That's true, and this is why I really want you to join me because I have these calls, and I don't want you to be sad anymore because you have to be happy. Happy, you have to be happy every time you leave your house. You can be sad at home, but please, I we I talk about the sweepers and the keepers. So there are people that you should hang out with, like the people that are pumping you up and saying, go, go, Abby, yeah. like those are the people. And then we have the sweepers and you got to get rid of them. You got to not spend a lot of time. I don't mean like kill them or anything. But yeah. just, <laughs> Walk away. Just, Walk away. Just don't spend a lot of time with them. And some of them are going to be your close family. And it doesn't mean you don't love them, but if they're not helping your morale, you just can't spend a lot of time with them. So that's yeah. what it's all about. Good stuff. We've been talking with Abby Kohut. Uh, again, go to her website, absolutelyabby.com. But you can also go to meetabby.com where you can sign up to get on those calls. And she will, uh, you'll be able to meet with her, talk to her, and hear all of her great insight as well. Go to her website. She's a coach. She can help you through it. Abby, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. You're the best. You're great. Hey, and don't lose hope out there, folks. We're going to take a break. When we come back, We're going to get into the questions from the Internet. Ask Matt uh, questions from the Internet. And um, we're also going to, I don't know, probably pick away a little bit more about jobs. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Ghost implants, bioelectronics that can heal you from the inside and then vanish. Take a look before it disappears. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Transient electronic device. That's what DARPA researchers call this new family of electronics that can be implanted in a human body and then dissolve away completely in anything from weeks to minutes. 
The TEDs are made of materials that dissolve in water and can be absorbed by the body. Prototypes use a sandwich of silicon, magnesium circuitry, and silk. What the devices are used for can vary, as can their lifespans. They might make fast and easy ways to wirelessly track vital signs on patients. One of the test applications is a sort of electronic wound cleaner or a protective barrier around things like pacemakers or artificial joints. Bacteria keep evolving and adapting to antibiotics faster than new ones can be invented, but they can't learn to beat an electronic system that doesn't use chemicals. A TED implant could keep a surgical site clear of infections electronically from within, as well as track and report problems from inside the wound to doctors in their office. And when its job is done, like a ghost, it just fades away. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back, friends. We are wrapping up the show with our uh, fun little segment, The Internet Asks Matt questions to answer <laughs> that I is, is that it that's yep i can never it. remember the name of that one but i just liked adding a few more words <laughs> feels like we should abbreviate that yeah. or i don't know do i know something we need better. something we need an alliteration yeah skyboy i was just trying to come up with an abbreviation i was oh, thinking okay, about we'll all the words you said work you're just i don't know anyway um sky did you learn anything about a job by the way yeah that was interesting that was a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff it makes you, you know, I, just so you know, I, I, I still look for jobs. Hedging your bet. That's, in the newspaper. You know. I'm like, I could do oh. that. I could do that. In the newspaper. I could do that. This is just to build your self-esteem. It builds my self-esteem. <laughs> um, but I, I really, I think there's something about me, like, it's in my DNA that says, keep looking. Always keep looking. Never be satisfied. Then you'll die. <laughs> and then kick the bucket. And then you die. And Whoever has the most toys wins. Yeah, that sounds bad, doesn't it? I saw that on a license plate once. I thought it was very profound. Yeah, I was, but it was name on a, my boat that, but yeah, it was no. a really long name. Yeah, but it was a license plate on a trailer holding a boat. So I was like, ah, yeah. he's self-deprecating humor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to ask Matt some questions. These are from the interweb? These are from the internet. Okay. We figured we'd put an expert on I think it. it's called the interweb. Interwebs? Yes. Okay, question uh, guy, number one. His roommate is... It has proposed and will soon be getting married to a girl he's dated for only six months. Wow. Um, What's the hurry? Right? So he says, he says, how do I say something? How do I tell him I'm pretty sure he's making a poor decision? Oh. Uh, to describe them, his buddy uh, never really had a serious relationship, and the guy's almost 30. Yeah. Um. They don't really have a plan. Not that you need a good plan. No. But they don't really have a plan of how things are going to go. And marriage they're, takes planning. Well, they're winging it. They're winging it. Winging it. Um, also, they've never really had a fight. And I'm big on couples. You really don't get each other until you fought with each yeah. other. But, like, I mean, some people are like, oh, you, you're funny. It's a funny fight. No, that's not a real fight. Yeah, no. A real fight is get out of my house. That's a real fight. You need one of those. Yeah. I never want to see you again. You need one of those. Absolutely. Okay, so the question is, how do I tell my friend not to marry somebody that he's about to marry that he's in love with? Yeah. 
Is that the question? Pretty much. Answer. You just say it. No. <laughs> you answer by you. Okay. You have to say something. Speak now or forever. So that's what that is. Hold your peace. Now, unless you want to hold your peace forever. <laughs> if he's not cool holding, holding right. that peace. That's right. If you're not a peaceful holder of your peace, you have to speak now. So how do we say it? This is what we say. Here's the rule. A lot of times we jump right to, um, what's it called? Uh, an interpretation. We'll say something like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if she's her? for you. Yeah. Her? Her? <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> you want to marry what's her name? <laughs> yeah. Like that. We kind of beat around the bush. But here's the trick. Can I teach you a trick? I'd give some data. Let's say the guy's name is Johnny. Johnny, buddy. You've known the girl six months. You're 30 years old. This is your first serious girlfriend. The police were knocking at the door looking for her. That's good data. <laughs> Just So what you do is you give the data. And you give the – so there's something that concerns you. Now, the hard part is if it's with what concerns you is it's like, oh, something's not right. Then go find data. Get some but data. You, you need some data. But then you go to your friend and you just give the data. Here's a point. 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 You've never even had a fight. You guys have no clue, according to our conversation at lunch, of what you'd ever do, where you're going to live, or how this is going to work. And only one of you is employed, if that. No, one. No, you got it. One's in school. One, and one's in school. Getting a theater degree. Getting a theater degree, which you know. So they'll be a famous actor. That's what always happens. That's how it works. So there's the data. So the, I just give the data. And then I'd say, Johnny, buddy, what are we doing? I just ask a question. You leave the interpretation up to him. Now, when I say what we doing, I'm kind of – I'm giving my like, Ugh. But I'm just going to say, help me understand this. Or I might just say, what's the hurry? What's the hurry? Slow down, brother. But if I give enough data, then they kind of know where I'm coming from. If I just go out and say, I don't think she's for you, but they just had a, like a really good kiss after a good movie, he's going to immediately fight you. And then you're going to start throwing out data. So I would just start with the data and then ask a question and see if he's willing to hear it. And then if he doesn't, then I would drug him <laughs> and I would steal him away to Vegas. Not Vegas. Somewhere else. Uh, Cambodia. They don't have extradition laws. Cambodia. Take the boy to Cambodia. But in, in reality, it's a really good play to always give somebody the data instead of just your interpretation. But I would say something because you're going to regret it. And if at all, you can just say, look, if I'm out of place, tell me. But here's my data. And I don't see what the hurry is. And if you still want to marry or marry her, I'll be there. You Maybe. Know, I don't expect a gift. <laughs> but I will be there. Um, but at least you, I'll know I said something. And at least you had the data. Boom. Done. See how easy that is? Give me a bell or something on that one. Are they broken? Are they broken still? Uh, one was broken earlier, and we don't have the touch screen. Oh, that's right. Who but broke me... the bells? Who's the braille baker? Yeah. Bell breaker. They're not working right now, man. Okay. I'm sorry. Just, just... Wait. I might have this one. Ah! There we go. That's my favorite one. <laughs> okay. You got another one? We got a minute. That. Here's one I like. All right. These, this guy and his wife married a year. They they beforehand they've talked about uh, we don't want to have kids yeah. let's just be married and, and yeah. have fun and do stuff. Well, about a year in, he's talking to his wife and they're joking around and she's like, huh, you know, I'm not sure if I want kids or not. And he's like, hey, whoa, hold on, wait a minute. I oh. thought we'd kind of agreed, you know, 
We weren't doing that. We're like, that. no kids until further notice. Like, yeah. I thought that was a thing. Apparently, it's not a thing. And so uh, he's wondering, how do I, like, is this the time to, to sort of take off? Because yeah. that's very different paths in we, life. We had a plan. And now she's changing the plan. That has a name. You've heard me mention it on the show. It's called the mate and switch. Once we mate, usually the deal gets switched. <laughs> and um, so now she's like, maybe I'll, I, maybe I'll be a mom. I want to be a mom. I think I want to be a mom. I think it's probably because she's been around a baby, by the way. <laughs> because when, that, when, like, when my wife was ever around a baby, like at a baby shower, she'd always come home baby hungry. True, true fact. So I would always hose her down before I'd let her in the house. And I'd say, cool no, down, no, get that baby off of you. <laughs> we don't want any of that in this house. And, um, but here's the deal. That, okay, so watch. That's a huge deal breaker. If he's really pro-baby and she's not – she's really pro-baby and he's not going to have a kid. This is a deal breaker. But this is why we have to talk and have a little more depth like the first, the first couple we were talking about. We need more depth. We need more than six months of maybe bantering about maybe never having a baby. I, I, the, there's nothing more consistent than change in life. So all of our positions, all of our views are going to change. I mean, life happens. So a 21-year-old saying she never wants a baby is going to maybe – it's going to be different than a 30-year-old maybe saying she never wants a baby or a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old or a guy like me with six kids saying I never want a baby. Like no like, more. No, for We're, real. Like mine's no. for real. Um, but they need to talk. They need to bring it out. I don't know that I'd just leave. I wouldn't bail and because we're here. But let's talk. Let's figure it out. I might give it some more time, uh, a couple more years. I've had couples who have divorced because they thought that one of them didn't want a baby. And in the end, they did. And they lasted about five years and she wanted a baby. And um, And I've had one that he wanted the baby. So things change. And darn it, you wish you didn't have to do that, but. Sometimes it happens. Hmm. Give me another bell on that one. Ooh. That's our close music, which means I guess we're done. Thanks, Sky Boy. Thank- <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And the bell of happiness. Another angel got its wings uh, because the bell is ringing. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow with more great ideas, tools to help you with this crazy thing called life. Trying to give you a smarter life on the show here. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.